So hi everyone, welcome to Thriving Back Tea today. It's Sunday the 23rd uh, of July and today we're going to be talking, uh, looking at strengths and weaknesses. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, two things, just like a bit of a mindset thing because we come on these coaching calls for a little bit of a download and then we get to share. And one of the things I was um, hearing about especially through Darren Hardy, was it interesting how often we are focusing on our challenges, our weaknesses, which is we do. We need to identify what our areas, our challenges are and try to build those. And what was interesting was is that he was talking about we can lose sight of our strengths, right? What we're actually good at, we're just so focusing on, oh, this is, yeah, getting my, it can be your rising times, bedtimes, just being organized and strict in my evenings. It could just be my reading, my concentration, or my my reactions to triggers that people have um, that, that trigger me. And I keep having the same response. <laughs> Particularly, you know, you can get into those patterns when you're, especially getting in relationships or in relationships, right? You every time your spouse or someone says something you respond in the same way so we get we can and, and we should identify those and we want to obviously we know and we should be reminding ourselves every week once you've identified what the issue is you then have to have a plan of how you're going to change that behavior so i'll give an example <clears throat> i had someone in here i was mentoring the other day and um this and it, it, try to when we ever tell our stories and that's the great thing about live sharing and stories is that as someone's speaking if we're actually engaged in the conversation we'll actually relate that story to ourselves it should ex kind of expose something should come up for us that we go ah oh, i kind of like get that kind of thing happening with me and that's really personal to you use so that's why again these coaching calls or when we go to live events even in my entrepreneurial team it's it's not like you're going there just to learn everything you're going there to identify and hear people's stories and struggles and how they've overcome even though it seems quite repetitive every time you show up it's all about hearing something you need to hear right now that you need to work on that's right for you right now that's the beauty of live live calls live shares so i was with this devotee, uh, wonderful devotee, he lives here, and um, <clears throat> and he um, has a way of communicating in a way that, you know, he kind of, I think I know he knows, but I was just kind of highlighting it a bit more, so he's realizing, because he wants to move towards getting married, and obviously living in an ashram is like being married to loads of men, <laughs> you're kind of bumping into each other, and they're going to bring things up, so we had a meeting together and I was showing him that we had a little exchange, couple of exchanges and things were building up for me because I was realizing that it's kind of winding me up that when I speak with this particular person or I say something his responses are very um he doesn't invest in communication it's quite apparent and 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 this is really important from my side it, it can appear like this is just rude or this is just this is this is immature or this or what I can I can label all these things but through my growth in Thriving Bhakti in my entrepreneurial team, I realized actually that's just my perception. What I what I should be thinking, and I and I, and I moved my mode of thinking towards is like first seek to understand before you make any judgment or cause on anyone. And and then crucial conversations which Yogananda Krishna's um 
reading, um, you, you have to, when we're annoyed with someone, everyone, you can raise your hand and go, whenever you're annoyed with someone, or someone triggers you in a small way or a big way, then immediately the mind will demonize them. Oh, they're just like this. They'll, they'll get, we'll, put, we'll put a label on them. And if they really, really get on our nerves, we'll just say, we'll, we'll, we'll give them horrible names. <laughs> yeah, have you noticed that? Oh, that person's just so arrogant. Or oh, that, oh, oh, that person's just a monster. You know, like, you know, don't we can put real, we put labels on, but actually these are just our perception. But what we do in crucial conversations in, in life is what we should say, there's a reason why this person is like this. And they're actually 90% of the time, 99% of the time, particularly in the devoted community, they don't, they're just unaware that, that, that what they're doing and they actually have good intentions. They're just being themselves and they have reasons. So first seek to understand. So I was there getting wound up about um, these events that were happening and the way he was um, not communicating, you know, and, but then I, as I've got to know him and I, and I built a personal relationship with him, I knew that well, this is obviously linked to his past. He hasn't learned to communicate. He's communicating in a way that that's helped him um, deal with life, the way that life has thrown things at him. Is this making sense? So I had, mm -hmm. so that made, so what it is in crucial conversations, when you're ever sitting with someone or you're with someone that you're feeling like they're grinding your ego, and of course it is false ego and they're, and they're affecting you. Um, you've got to make them human first. First thing, they're a, hu they're a human being. They have suffering in their life. They're normal human beings. They're not demons. They're not horrible people. They just having, they're human. And then, then once you come down to the human level, then you can relate. So we came into the room and I had my mind that I'm first, I'm going to seek to understand why. So I set up the conversation and I was thinking of crucial conversations because Yoganath Krishna is reminding me because he's reading it. That I said, look, I'm just going to, and I actually set it up in a non-threatening way. I said, look, I want to talk about something, but I'm just going to say what I see, and what I see, I know, isn't the whole picture, and it's just how I see it. And is that okay? And I asked for permission, you know, like, is it okay if I share what I'm seeing? But I, I realize there's a lot more to it. It's just this is how things are appearing to me, but I want to seek to understand why you're like that. And when I when I when I said that, I saw him relax. So I made him human first, like, like, I'm not, I don't think you're a demon or horrible person. We all, and I also then I, I used a skill, which is called, I talked about myself in relation to what I'm going to bring up with him saying, like, I have things that I know that I'm unaware of that appear in certain ways. So again, we're human. I was creating this like platform. We're just human. We make mistakes. We do things we're unaware of. I'm like you, you're like me. So when you set up conversations like that, then 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 it's easy to to allow that person not to be you know feel that they have to defend themselves or they feel threatened. So I set it up and um, I I brought up about communication and um, the way that he was coming. So I went through these text messages that he said. I said, look, you know, like, and then I asked him with questions. Well, what do you think? <laughs> I said, look, this is how it came across. And, it, you know, I kind of asked you to do something and then you gave it to someone else. And this and, and I said, look, this is how it appeared to me and this is how it sees. But I know. And then, then he actually said some things that he said, well, I, I thought that it wasn't urgent for you because I'd asked him to give me something. I needed it. And in the text messaging, um, he had he obviously in his mind, he thought, oh, I I just thought it wasn't urgent. I said, well, how did you know that? He said, oh, I just thought so. 
I said, well, could it? And then I say, could it be true? Remember, like suggestive language, could it be true that you could have asked me? Because you don't know whether it was urgent for me. In fact, my wife did need that particular item that night and I needed it. And I asked you to put it on the thing and you didn't do that. And then, you know, and he was like, oh, I didn't know. I said, so then I said, well, what, what? And then I showed some other things. I said, so here we're showing that maybe you could learn to communicate more. Don't assume what you think about others. Seek to understand first before you make assumptions about things. And, and it'll open up your communication. And he then admitted that he said, yeah, I find it a lot of trouble. So he started to expose. He had trouble communicating about things. He very gives like one word answers. And I said, can I, can I, and I said, then I shared my experience. I said, every time you communicate with me, it's like a full stop rather than an, like something that I want to continue with you or I don't feel like you want to continue talking with me. And he sort of then identified that. And I said, so then I said, um, can I, can I, you know, I said, I see that you actually do so much service in a certain area. And in that service, you don't talk. So this particular devotee puts so much energy into a particular service brilliantly. It's his skill set. Hi, hi, Chuck. Hi, Krishna. <laughs> um, that that and when he does this particular service, he puts like hours into it, like days. But in that service, there's no need to talk much. So I said to him, "Isn't that interesting?" And he said, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah." So why? I think you like that service because it it's a place you can do service where you don't need to talk to people and communicate. And I think if you're going to move forward, do you think it might be an idea that you need to put more energy into putting into communicating? You need to ask questions. You need to speak to and it's going to feel very hard for you, but you need to grow because you're going to get married and, and you're going to have to talk to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to talk and you're going to have to ask questions. And he's kind of looked at me and, and the conversation went really well because I based it on as much as I could on crucial conversations. And uh, he went away and said, so, you know, you know, you go for these services, but you're going to have to move some of your energy towards communicating. So I said, let's set a focus for you, maybe for the next week. Find when you have a conversation every day, once a day, ask questions when you have a conversation with someone rather than just going, yep, no, <laughs> it kind of communicates like that. How's it going? Okay, full stop. <laughs> it's like you just don't want to go on. But he was not really aware. And I said, look, you know, it's like, so anyway, I brought this up because um, this is a great example of um, becoming aware, like for ourselves, that's his area of that's it that's a weakness for him or should we say a challenge for him that he wasn't really aware of that he needs to get in his out of his comfort zone and start developing that and the, but then i pointed out is here's your strengths you are really good at this service you're great talented you've got outward skills in these arenas and so we talked about strengths as well and <clears throat> But with us, as we're sitting, as we went through this week, I asked you to think about your strengths and weaknesses. Um, of course, having a mentor or having a forum or having a buddy to help you identify those challenges, those blind, I call them blind spots. Some people call them Achilles heel. 
the Achilles heel is usually that one particular thing about yourself that really gets in the way of your life or your relationships or your success. It's usually one predominant sometimes or a couple of things. Um, so identifying our, um, this is where the real growth is. Okay, I mean, we can get really skillful at juggling or you know doing a lot of reading and you know I don't know um, cooking lots of prasada. These the, 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 without a doubt these active external skill sets um, are, are important in our bhakti. But really the growth is in, in us. You know we really have to become really good at being people. And I and I and I'm kind of humanizing. Uh, my own realizations have how I was so good. People say to my time, you're so multi-talented. You can do cooking, you know how to play instruments, you know how to do that. But I wasn't actually very good as a people person. I wasn't, and me as a person. And, you know, some years ago, Krishna made arrangements that I actually had less to do. And I was stuck with me and having to deal with my relationship. So Krishna knows how to handle us and do the devotees. So as we go forward looking at our strengths and weaknesses and that can be by the way as you know we can identify strengths I'm, i mean i'm definitely my strengths is i get a lot done i can i can i'm multitasking i can do odd jobs i i, I thrive on getting a lot of things done and, and i shouldn't ever think that's a bad thing i should be even improving that so there's a little theme today that we do want to have focus not just on these areas that we're trying to get better at and our challenges, those things that are consistently showing up. It can be our moods, our interactions, our little things about ourselves, but we also want to be working on getting better at our strengths. And Darren brought this up, and I thought it was really, really cool, Darren Hardy, that often I'm, I've got things here working on this and work on my relationship thing, I work on my communication. But am I spending time developing my strengths as well? Because there's never going to be this kind of like, you know, uh, all your weaknesses come up to the level of your strengths. You know, it, it sometimes maybe a weak, a, a challenge can overtake your strength. You know, it's not a, it's not like everything just becomes a homogenous, you know, equal platform. We're always going to be looking at strengths and developments in our lives. So I just thought I'd give that example of the devotee I was talking with, um, of how we identified his strengths. And then we saw how some of this, that one of his strengths was a way of him not dealing with his challenge. Interesting, hey? Uh, that's something to go away and really deeply think about. Are some of the things that I do that I feel I'm really naturally good at, could I be hiding a little bit from the things I don't want to deal with? Um, I'm not saying that that's true, but it was interesting in this person's case. And I was thinking about that, of how I was really busy and multi-dynamic and doing lots of things. But, and that is my strength, but I've realized that was also a distraction. It was, it was my way of coping, of not dealing with um, bettering my relationships with my spouse or some, you know, whatever. So, so I've noticed over the years, and my, and my wife will attest to this, sometimes she comes on the calls, that my uh, relationship with her, my communication and the way I deal, and even some of the men here have noticed that I've changed a lot. Um, and that's been a, a you know, how long has it been? It's been like two years or three years now I've been working on that. So now I feel I'm getting some strength there. But that doesn't mean I don't lose sight of those strengths that I have. But I've got to be careful I'm not using some of my strengths to avoid my 
challenges, my my areas I need to work on. And uh, I'm back to you as a people thing. I mean, I'm becoming more and more. It's like so it is actually all about how do I make someone feel in an interaction. This is my meditation. In, in my interactions, I think how did I make that person feel? For a choleric, don't generally care. <laughs> not that we don't care. It's just not the priority for my personality type. Whereas my wife, when she communicates. It's not whether she actually achieved the goal of the communication to get the thing done. It's like, what well, did the person feel nice? And sometimes the thing that, so she has to work on being, making the person feel good, but actually getting the job done. Because <laughs> sometimes that job is to point out um, something challenging and I don't wanna make them feel bad, but I've got to point out something, you know what I mean? So we've all got our different personalities. So I thought I'd just bring that up and we can, um, and the, and, the, and, the, and the second point, we'll, we'll focus on this on you guys, you get to talk in a minute, um, is I was hearing a great, and I was thinking about this, is that people talk about the law of attraction. And he smashes this. He says, no, it's not the law, it's the, it's the law of attention. It's all about how he wakes up in the morning, he hits his snooze button, not to sleep, but just to think and set his intentions for the day. And what is he going to focus on? How does he want to show up today? Every time he wakes up, and this is part of, this is our morning video. This is our um, setting our debrief the night before. When we wake up in the morning, we have to consciously come to ourselves for at least five minutes and think, how do I want to show up today? Who, who do I want to sort of like uh, attract and, and, be, and connect with today? Um, what is my focus today? Yeah, what is it I want to focus on? So what we put our attention to is what we get. So the example is really quite obvious. Um, I remember, every, I, I, I didn't want to experience this, I don't know if you've all had a car, but when you go and get a new car, you think, oh, I'm gonna get a car. Um, and as soon as you buy your car, we got a, we recently got a, we bought one for the some years ago called a Run-X Toyota. As soon as we bought a Toyota Run-X, guess, guess what we saw on the motorway everywhere? Loads of Toyota Run-Xs. <laughs> it was like, we have a Toyota Run-X. You know, we, 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 we saw the car, we meditated on it. Should we get it? We got it, we did it up. So we're like, our attention's like, new car. You know, we're all, we, my son and my wife, and then everywhere we're like, oh, there's a Run-X. We never saw the Run-Xs before. When we had a Tida years ago, we got a Tida, uh, a, a, a new Japanese import Tida years ago. We loved that car. I can't remember why we got rid of it. Oh no, I, we had an accident. Okay, so we got that car and it was a nice car and we got the teeter. So I remember all we saw was teeters. So where are our attentions at? What it is we, our brain has this uh, capacity to filter out what it is we actually want to have our attention on because the brain takes in millions upon trillions of inputs every second. And it has to filter out 99% of those things, otherwise you go crazy. If you were suddenly aware of everything all at once, you'd go crazy. So the brain focuses on what you tell it to focus on, meaning what's your priority here? Of course, we focus on wanting to see Krishna everywhere, right? We want to see, you know, so we've got to be really intentional. What do I want and tell your brain what you want to focus on? Because what you focus on, you're going to get. So if you go out into the world looking for black um, Mazdas, Mazdas, black Mazdas. When you go on the motorway, you're going to see black Mazdas. <laughs> you're going to identify them. Like in an airport, you can be in all that noisy thing and someone calls out your name, you'll hear your name. 
because your brain has been trained to hear that specific name, even though there's all the intercoms going on and the noises at the airport. Someone says, oh, um, we're looking for Sven Edwards. He's left his bag in. Sven, that's me. How, you know, you hear that voice. So, so it's all about the law of attention. So, of course, we are trying to be attentive to Krishna's desires. We've been attentive to seeing Krishna and everything and seeing everything connected to Krishna. So we have to set up our day in that way. That when we want to meet devotees, how are we going to show up for them? How are we going to see devotees when we see them rather than we see them in a casual way? You've got it. You, you, it's not going to be automatic. You have to set your brain and mind towards the attention that it wants. So this was a second part of this sort of two part thing. One is around strengths and weakness. One's about understanding the importance of setting your intentions. So that's why your vision board, your focus for the week is to get your attention and you've got to bring your attention to those things when you wake up. You've got to bring yourself to those attentions in the evening because your mind will get splayed out in the day. Um, and what you focus on, you'll get more of. So if you see the world as suffering, if you see the world as a place where you've been hurt and rejected, you'll just see confirmation of that in the world around you. Just see, just see, just see. It is. If you are a person of seeing life as abundant, as a gift, as love, then you'll see everything as love. It's just where do you put your attention and your focus? Now, we may have, and this is not what we're going to talk about today, we may have deep scars and traumas. Certainly, I have those that even though I want to see the world and be attentive to it being positive and everything, I still get pushed back to that old, you know, um, negative way of thinking or broken way of seeing things. And that's something that sometimes we need help with that therapy, medication or whatever to help us move out of that hole sometimes but just generally speaking we, we need to set ourselves an intention so that's why the in the morning it's about you on the video saying this is what i want to focus on today brain this is where we're going this is what i'm going today it's not so much a show for us to see okay this is the great day this is what i'm going to do this today i'm going to show up for the devotees this is my intentions how i want to see the world it's what i want to focus on and the more we repeat that consistently the more the brain starts to move that way